trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort.
invisible man Hot damn, jackal, madman cool Ready for jam, it's the freshest you've ever seen him Roll the bass, rock the party through the evening It's past the disco, beyond any club You gotta be legendary, funky to be allowed to eat You show up, but if you make it in here You're in for one hell of a night Cause the party won't stop even if you want it to The beat takes a hold of you The funk is so hard it's taking over you Old Jack is now controlling you But they're more pop looking on the spot Got the heads bopping up the jack in the box We're gonna drop the guillotine right from the top So when it reaches your head It'll cut it clean off Make your way to the dance floor Don't waste no time Don't even waste no time Make your way to the dance floor Don't waste no time Don't even waste no time Go! For him to turn the volume up higher Never seen a scene like this before Everybody all on the dance floor Break dancing going on hardcore Get your hands up, throw him an encore The pipe piper, rule his subjects Move even if you don't know the dance steps Get funky by all accounts Now make your way to the dance floor And bounce, 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 bounce Let me see ya Bounce, bounce, bounce Everybody just Welcome to the show. It's only been four days since I've last seen you, but I'm back here again, um, feeling rather off-topical, even though there'll be plenty of topical subjects if you get where I'm coming from, because, well, to repeat the word once again, this is the Topical Resort on Radio Sega, your Friday night show where we play you some of the 
best Sega tunes in relation to a topic at hand, but sometimes, occasionally, we don't have one. We just like to talk about the news, we like to talk about whatever you guys recommend to me, and that's what's happened here tonight. For the first time since, I want to say December, we used to do these um, off-topical like news roundups monthly, but um, I slowly got out of doing them, because I always had some other stuff that I wanted to do, uh, especially during 2019. But I thought, why not? We we could go for one last one, because we got five shows this month. So you've already had your normal four. Why not go for a fifth? And why not go for one slightly more um, random, off-the-cuff, shall we say? And that's exactly what I did here, and uh, it doesn't... It's worked out nicely, because it's been a significant amount less planning, which I've sort of wanted, considering A, two shows in one week, because we had one on Monday, and B, um, a rather busy week in those four days I haven't seen you, so... Um, it works out quite nicely from my perspective. So, yeah, um, th that's all in regards to that intro spill. You just heard a track there from Night's Lucid Dreaming. Specifically, however, it was by Tyrez featuring Digi Valentine. That was New Jack Mantle, a remix of the Mantle theme from Night's Into Dreams. That's what we used to play quite a lot on the show, and I played it quite a bit on other shows, actually, and, well, it plays a lot on the 24-7, but it fit rather nicely with my first opening track which I knew I wanted to put on because I heard a track from the album today on sort of shuffle and I went I haven't heard this specific song from the album in ages and that was Back in the Yard a remix of Spring Yard's Sonic the Hedgehog from Open Science Collective's album known as Zoned and yeah it's a really good album we first premiered it on, on Radio Sega back all the way all the way I have to say that now back in Winterfest 2016 and um, it's an incredibly good album. In fact, you can get it for free on uh, OSC's Bandcamp right now, so go and check it out there. But specifically, both of those tracks, you can also listen to them in FLAC. And you can listen to this entire show in FLAC. You get where I'm going with this. So you already heard the little jingle if you're on um, the live show. If you didn't miss, if you missed it or you didn't find out where, visit tinyurl.com forward slash RadioSegaHQ to find out how to connect to our brand new test FLAC stream. It will have a few problems. It will have a few bugs here and there. That's why it's a test stream of working out all the issues to try and fix them. I know the metadata is still not working before someone mentions it tonight, so you have to sort of wait for me to say what tracks we played, or otherwise you won't really know. And I apologise for that, but we're still looking into what's causing that for now, and once we have a fix, we will get around to doing that. Because I do miss having the um, information shown on the main on the main page of the website, but sadly there's not much I can do about it, um, aside from tell you what track we played each time round. So, first of all, I want to give a huge shout out to everyone over in our lovely Discord server where you can come and chat with like-minded gamers, Sega fans, Jamie, whoever you want to talk to. But he's not here tonight. But that is radiose.ja forward slash Discord to join our chat room. And if you have Discord, you know what to do. If you don't, it will prompt you to make a username, make a username, and from there, you're joining the crazy fun. And we've actually got some different people um, joining us tonight, such as Mr. D'Artagnan. Hello, Mr. D'Artagnan. It's weird to see you around these parts. I guess it's because I probably poked you yesterday to do so. Um, we also got Dean. We've got Admiral Snackbar, also known as Tag. Welcome back, Admiral Snackbar, on that note. We haven't seen you around these parts in a long time. And it's certainly a nice thing to have you around here. We've got Shaken Bakey, who pops by every now and then. So we've got Shaken Bakey. Hello to you. Who else have we got? We have... We had Veritex earlier. Uh, Veritex is probably still here, but not saying anything. So hello, Veritex. Hello to BrickGamer98 as well, who's currently listening in the middle of an Asda. Um, you know, you can put the bog rolls down for a second and send a message if you want to say hi to us. That That's always good for something. But, yep, shopping trips on a Friday night. Um, I'm glad I got out of that one, to be honest. Um, some others are popping around as well. But if you don't like Discord, well, that's fine. Because we, we still have another chat method for you. We have Twitter, because 
maybe you want something a bit more indirect, a bit more um, 240 characterized. So, if you want to contact us on Discord, that is at Radio Sega, at Topical Resort, at the Green Vaporate, or using the hashtag Topical Resort. I guess you can also email me, although I never really tend to receive emails, so I don't plug it all that much. That is viper at radiosega.net, or for a, like the next week or so, I'll still continue to receive emails over at uh, topicalresort at gmail.com. So, both of those places you can email as well. We have a lot of different places you can contact. That's just give you as many options as possible. Most people, normally if they're on Twitter, they'll tag Radio Sega instead of any of the other ones, but hey, might as well include the option of the other accounts, because... They're there, they exist. Likewise, I might as well include the option of hashtag Topical Resort. Which actually, according to my tweet deck, I don't have an active search for. Why do I not have that? I think it broke when I did a tweet deck update, so I must have got rid of it at some point. Uh, we'll check to see whether anyone's posted in it recently. Nope, not all that recent. Oh well. Uh, so, yeah, for those of you who've missed how it works, previously this was exclusively an all-news show, these off-topic ones, so I'd go on to SegaBits, or in previous months, a website which you shall not now name. But we went on to there, we just read over the sort of Sega headlines of the month, and went, oh, this is quite cool, this isn't. Uh, we still somewhat do that, however, you know, I just, I just want to talk about anything. That doesn't have to be, like, recent. You can just go, what's your opinion on this thing from ten years ago? And I can go, yeah, it's cool. Not because whenever I ask people to send in topics, they always go, "What's your opinion on this brand new news piece?" Which I was probably going to talk about anyway. So if you want to request something for me to talk about tonight, you can do so through a DM. But try and maybe keep it away from the news because I'll probably be talking about most of it anyway. But Brit's done just that, so we'll be getting round to that soonish, I guess. And on that note, you can also request music. Oh, I also missed someone. Hello to Kuroa. Kuroa? I think it's Kuroa. I saw you around the Discord the uh, past few days. Um, but I didn't really get so hearty, so hello there. <laughs> I hope you're doing well, if you're listening in, because I know you're having problems listening in. If you're here, hello. But, yeah, for the most part, I probably will be reading some news still, but I want to talk about anything. Give me some crazy topics that aren't joke ones, please, people. That, that'd work. that worked quite nicely, I reckon. Oh, also Superbike. Hello to Mr. Superbike. How are you doing today? Um, don't call out his name. Oh, well, oh, you don't want to summon either Jamie or Brit Gamer. I don't know which one, Veritex, because um, both of them, both of them are a bit fiendish. But I can guess uh, it's probably Jamie more than Brit Gamer. But you don't really know. You you just don't know these things, do you? That's why we should probably keep away from it. Oh well. But uh, as I was trying to say, yes, you can request music as well. Any music whatsoever. You, it used to be. Um, uh, I should say, it did used to be non-Sega music, but we're trying to move away a bit from that. Partly because, one, copyright issues. Two, because it's way hard to find. I have to go really far out of my way to find any non-Sega music. Which, um, especially high quality ones. Vic does, we're doing the flak test stuff, I'm not going to go and download it off YouTube. So that makes it a wee bit more difficult to do my job here. There's that, and um, there's also the fact of whenever I opened up the opportunity for it to be non-Sega requests, that's all I would get. I wouldn't get a single Sega track, so as a result we'd have an entire show filled with just like Mario or Neo Geo's. Neo Geo was on there quite a lot. Um, you know, you'd get a bunch of Nintendo, a bunch of PlayStation, Electricoise like Spyro requesting that in particular, which Sega aren't publishing it so we can't play it, but they are publishing Crash Team Racing Nitro Fuel, which we'll be getting into, I think, soon. 
the website I'm looking at, which is Sega Bits, doesn't mention anywhere this news, but I saw it yesterday. And I saw a, bit, a few other bits of news which we'll be discussing, and in fact, um, we'll be getting to that in a second. Uh, I, I want to give, I want to give, have a nice chat with you guys before we do that. So, there's a lot of stuff which, um, I can't read out on air, and it's not necessarily because it's lewd, it's mostly just because, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> what are you going on about? I have absolutely no clue. N even not enough to sort of string a cohesive sentence, but I'm bad at that at the best of times, but it's my own words, let alone your words. But, yeah. That's that's how it goes. So normally I would start with the most recent bit of news, but I don't know whether that's for the best this month. Whether I should just do a best of type thing, because there really is quite a bit, and there's quite a bit which I also don't want to talk about um, for what I think would probably be obvious reasons. And there's also some stuff here I wouldn't really consider newsworthy. So there's that, I guess. Uh, let's get open a few more pages as well. But I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you guys for the first block, and then we'll get into the headlines. Why not? Um, <laughs> so Shaker Baker has just googled Sega, and the first question that's come because Google has its little question. Um, I don't know really how to describe it. It has like a list of questions when you Google something, and uh, they always try and push it to the top of search results. Pretty much the first question on Sega is: Does Sega still exist? Which is a question you'd have back during the Saturn days, but would you still have that today? There's a lot of people on the internet who wish they didn't exist, not myself included. But there's a lot of people who say, yeah, just sell Sonic to Nintendo, they'd make it so much better. No, they wouldn't. They really wouldn't. Like, they can't even control half their own franchises. What makes you think they can control someone else's? Like, Nintendo aren't this magic sort of saviour that would control the franchise, not at all, no. But, um, I always sort of got that feeling, you see that a lot, why don't Sega just sell this and that to Nintendo? Oh, because Nintendo are doing so great themselves right now, they can't even make a cohesive RPG, they can't, um, what other franchise have we got there on the down? There's that weird new Mario Kart mobile game coming out that's barely a game, and it's a, it's a, like, capture game or whatever, not, not capture as in the writing words into the box, not that capture. No, um, that's probably much more em entertaining. Uh, Gatcha, that's what I'm trying to think of, Gatcha, sorry. No, but probably a capture game would be much more entertaining than the Mario Kart Gatcha thing, which we're currently um, seeing about from Nintendo. So they can't do that. Um, they can't make online services, which... Team Sonic Racing's online, as bad as it is, it functions a lot better than a lot of Nintendo's online services. Um, they can't keep Smash ha fans happy, they can't keep Animal Crossing fans happy. They can't keep really anyone happy. So yeah, overall, in conclusion, I think they'd be very good at taking over a franchise which had one bad game and people are now saying is the spawn of Satan again. Uh, Shake and Bakey says that, interestingly, they got their hands on the Mario Kart Mobile beta. I signed up for that <coughs> multiple emails and multiple American emails at that because it wasn't open to Europe for some reason. But it just wasn't all that good. Um, from what I saw, but so I'm glad about that, but I also didn't get into it, which certainly helps me in not playing it, but I, I haven't seen much nice stuff from the beta. The beta which you weren't meant to record or screenshot, mind you. People have very quickly got around that, and there's hours of footage scattered around on, uh, especially YouTube, but also seen some on Twitter. 
but yeah, it doesn't look like the best, most cohesive experience ever, which is a shame because mm, Mario Kart's one of those games which I didn't think would translate well to mobile at all, but um, it especially didn't translate well. It sort of looks like a really bad temple runner combined with pay to win, which, um, why? Eh, I, I don't know. It's, it's odd. See, uh, this now just popped something into my mind of a game that I haven't thought about for years. Someone already did Mario Kart on mobile right, and I'm not talking about Sonic Transformed or Sonic and All-Stars Racing or any of those sort of well-known kart races. There was, um, I want to know if this still exists, actually. Uh, I'm very interested in this. Because if this still exists, I would gonna go out and recommend this, because it was a very good game back in the day. Yes, it does seem to still exist, and apparently it's on Steam now. Um... Maybe maybe I'm just like sort of cloud my memory's a bit cloudy and I'm misremembering, but I always remember um th this is gonna sound like a sponsorship because everyone says if you talk about a mobile game it's automatically sponsorship. Um I remember this game called Poppy Kart. And it played exactly like uh, Super Mario Kart, but on mobile. At one point it was on um I was gonna say Game to Windows Live, it's not Game to Windows Live. Um Windows 8 UWP, which is the Windows 8 store. It's probably on the Windows 10 store now, but it's on there as well, so you could play it with a controller if you really wanted to. But I always sort of remember that being a really solid Mario Kart type game on mobile. And it didn't have any pay to win from what I remember. It was just, hey, what if Super Mario Kart was on mobile but with these like nondescript characters? But one of the main character is totally Koopa. Uh, so let's have a look at how this game is reviewed on Steam. It's only going for £4, interestingly, and there's only three user reviews and two of them are negative, so maybe maybe I misremembered this. Um, okay, so may mainly it just seems to be the problem is settings more than anything. I don't know. I, I just remember this being like how they probably should have done Mario Kart Mobile. Maybe not with the... Um, 2D graphics or the SNES Mode 7 sprite art type stuff, but that sort of Poppy Kart, S Sonic Robot Blast 2 Kart type style with your classic old school drifting, but lower quality models, oh, you know, models, not sprite art, is what I'm trying to say here. Sort of imagine Super Mario Kart with high quality sprites, that's how I feel Mario Kart would best translate to mobile, but. Um, I don't know whether whether Nintendo agrees with that because they just made Temple Run again. Oh boy, another Temple Run. What can you do? I know what you can do. You can. Uh, why do I keep saying that? In the past two weeks, I've said this non-stop. Never used this phrase in many conversations, um, particularly before. And I'm now getting bumped about editing podcasts. Uh, maybe I should do that at some point. That that'd be that'd be clever. Very very clever. Um, shake it. Thank you, mobile. I always forget to unplug the phone in here <laughs> during showtime. Um, and it never normally rings, except for now, so I'm gonna have to talk over it to disguise it. Um, you're totally not hearing anything right now. Yeah, Mario Kart 8, not the best Mario Kart. We've gone on rants about this before, but it, it's a competently solid game. And maybe actually that would translate over to mobile, but people will complain touch screen controls, meh meh meh. But it's not a game with particularly complex drifting or wheelies like America we did. It's just a game that requires a drift button and a joystick. I feel like that translates fairly well over to mobile, so maybe they could get that up and running on on i iPhone in particular. Android's a bit more of a mixed bag because 
hey, there's two, technically two to three current iPhones which people have. How many Androids with different architectures are you going to have to, um, sort of develop for? I don't know. But I sense, make Android the starting ground so then it's easier to port it over to iPhone rather than making iPhone the starting ground and making it easier to port it over to Android because that, that's not how it works at all. It's the most robotic ring ever, and yeah, it's more of a cricket sound, I guess. You're right on that one. But, um, we're just posting pictures of bikes now for some reason. It's not hang-on season, it's just bike season. Uh, savage season. Uh-huh, no one's going to get that reference. And if they do, um, you're a nerd. That's why. Uh, <laughs> Shake and Bakey says, I'm using tilt controls. That one line that everyone spams in Marikai Deluxe. But... Thing is, if with an update, could they make tilt controls on Maricot Tour a thing? And more importantly, could they include the line again? Would they include that in the online multiplayer? I hope they would. I don't know, but uh, I'll leave you to ponder over that one, and I'll also leave you to ponder over the fact that Jamie's joined us in the chat room. And, um, yeah, he, he's here. And I was going to say something, then I saw what he posted, and I feel really bad if I said that, so we're going to move on. So, um, I'm not going to try and make excuses for why I'm playing each track tonight like I normally would, but I'm going to make an excuse here. So, Sonic Colors, this is a remix of, from OC Remix. We, we have quite a few remixes starting off the show, but then we don't really have all that many later on. But this particular one here is a remix of Planet Wisp, and, well, Planet Wisp appears in Team Sonic Racing, a game which saw a release this month in, in May. 2019. For those of you who can't be bothered to check the date of the podcast, that's when this takes place. And, well, in general, I guess, it's a good track, and the music's good, but I always prefer the original, so I, I can't go with another track from TSR when I could go with the original instead. Or, instead of the original, um, Jamie says just go, say what you were going to say. I was going to say let's all ignore Jamie, which, um... Didn't really work very well into the segue that I was going for, but my segues tonight are pretty poor. Uh, unlike this track coming up, which is a remix known as Wisp Inc. from OC Remix, a remix of Planet Wisp from Sonic Colors, released all the way back in 2010, which I had a rant about to D'Artagnan yesterday in, in the middle of a CEX. So, there's that. Um, Sonic Colors, Planet Wisp, OC Remix, Wisp Inc. Right here on the Topical Resort.
Request Resort. Send your request relating to the topic of the episode in a tweet to at Radio Sega or the Green Viper 8. Or send it in a Discord DM to Green Viper 8 through our Discord server at radiose.ga forward slash Discord. And we are back. That was a... a, a- an OC remix from DJ Pretzel, known as No One... Uh, will you actually show me what the track's called, please? No One Can Do It Better, a remix of the swimming theme from Alex Kidd in Miracle World. An OC remix from all the way back in 2002, and one that still really holds up, because not a lot of them do from back then. But, considering it's from the site's owner, you'd like to hope they were posting good stuff on their own site, and uh, that one holds up the test of time. Not as well as the original, but it's still an incredibly chill track. The- chat dead track the chat room was loving that one for that from glacial spoon that was wisp inc a remix of planet wisp act one from sonic colors which um yeah a game i was ranting about being almost 10 years old the other day and well i i had the same rant to d'artagnan that i remembered that i actually had on the last episode which is the game's 10 years old the target audience for the sonic series hasn't played it re-release it please that w- that was the extent of the rant um yesterday but yeah, there, there we go. Um, so I, I mentioned in the chat room that I had something really important that I probably should have said in the first um, first round or first bed of the show, and I didn't. And now it's just going to feel incredibly ham-fisted in. But um, something that Jamie, the exact same message that Jamie said earlier reminded me that um, <laughs> of, of this thing, which also makes me feel really bad. Um, so I've, I've been very... Um, I'm trying to cope with the pins and needles in my leg. They're really bad right now. <laughs> ah, that's painful. Um, 
Ah! <laughs> it's it's so bad I can't speak. That is that sort of pins and needles. Um, yeah. So this week, um, specifically starting on let's call it Friday. So, but it started technically before then. Um, the twinges are even worse than the actual pins and needles. Occasionally when I when I ah okay. Um, but. So what happens is I get an email about two Fridays ago, and I keep getting a few emails, and I'm thinking, okay, um, I don't want to give away what it is just yet, but I'm getting a few emails which I didn't expect to receive. Um, ah, no, I forgot to loop. I'm, I'm turning. I'm turning into Rexy. Um, there, there's your request, Shaken Bakey. Yeah, I've officially turned into Rexy. There's no doubt about it. Um, but, so, some stuff happened, I got some emails, and then last Friday something interesting happened to me, and I've now got the music back. There we go. Um, so, last Friday I res I ended up going out to somewhere, and, well, um, it, I went out to an interview, which is rare, it's my first ever interview, actually. So, yeah, I went out to an interview, and never done one before. And I, I didn't really want the job, to be honest. I was sort of a bit, eh, I don't want to. Um, I don't really want this job, but, but I'm going to go for the experience. Why not? I'm going to go for the interview experience. So I went, and I thought I did, I thought I did good, but there were better candidates there than me, and I thought, yeah, I messed up a bit. Not going to get this one. Oh well, I'm not particularly fast. I'm over it. I get a call back on Tuesday. Was it Tuesday? No, it was Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. I get a call back on Wednesday. Um, so, and, and it's... Hello, blah, blah, blah. Call us back. Because I, I actually missed the call at the time. Fine. Call them back. Um, we'd like to offer you the job. Which really threw me off guard. I'm like, ah, okay, that's not what I was expecting to hear at all. I was, I'm very good at containing my excitement. I'm not one of those people who bounces off like the walls or anything or screams up and down. I was just like, ah, oh, all right then. In my head, that was how calm I was. Out, out loud, I was, ah, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll consider. On Thursday, I phone them back up again. Uh, they gave me some more information. I reconsidered. I'm like, okay, I'll give, um... I'll, I'll call you back again. So I did just that. Um, and then today I just sort of went... I'm doing it. I'm going for it. I'm taking up your role. And I'm not officially hired. There's still some stuff I've got to do, but... I'm in the process of... Um, becoming Scott too. I'm officially Scottnik. Um, it's weird. First ever interview landed in a success, and it wasn't even a job I initially wanted. But I evaluated it over myself, and I thought, I'm not going to get a better offer than this, as far as I can tell. I've waited ages to even get an interview, as in since October. I'm not going to get a better opportunity than this. I don't. It's not my main motivator. And I'm not going to disclose it, but the pay was really good. 
um, for a first job. And I sort of debated it with myself and I went, do I think this job's going to benefit me? Do I like how much it pays in comparison to how much I'll have to pay for like travel, housekeeping, etc.? Um, do I like what just the job offers? And I weighed it up and I said, yeah, let's go for it. So hopefully, uh, I don't know when I start, but I, I got a job, <laughs> which is super weird. Um, and Jamie's asking how I've officially become Scott because he doesn't tune into Sweaty Sundays. Um, officially becoming Scott means because uh, Scott has an eternal new job. The running gag on Sweaty Sundays every week is that he has a new job and he has to mention his new job. I, I'm not Eternal Scott, but I am officially Scott too. Um, I don't really like to go into my personal life at all, but I suddenly sort of remembered it. So that that is the reason I've been a bit sporadic all over the place this week. And that's not the main reason contributing to my tiredness. Um, there were some other factors, but mainly I did have to run about quite a bit for that. Um, also, I did a lot, a lot, a lot of um, exercise and moving on Wednesday because... A uh, real-life friend wants to film some YouTube stuff, which I'm his cameraman. Uh, I'm not the world's greatest cameraman, but I'm better than most. <laughs> I'm better than most amateur cameramen, I like to say, but not professional tier, not even intermediate tier, really, but high-end high-end amateur phone cameraman. Um, so I, go, I walk around filming stuff with him on Wednesday, and uh, we're going around my village. I live in a village. Uh, it's like a half-an-hour lap around the village. We did that lap about eight times. I'm knackered by the end of it. <laughs> Completely worn out. And then, that was Wednesday night. So get, get, don't really get that much sleep on Wednesday night. Thursday morning, wake up crack of dawn. Um, because I'm heading off to an expo. Heading off to Norwich Gaming Expo with Mr. D'Artagnan, who you can see in the chat room. We had a lovely day. We did quite a lot more walking than I was in anticipating, but in general, the journey and the walking we did just completely tired me out. So I slept for 11 hours last night, and then I slept during the day, and I I was sort of in my pyjamas, didn't move off the sofa until 5 o'clock, at which point I was actually meant to go out to do more filming. But I sort of went, there's no way I'm going to get this show ready in time if I um, if I go filming, so sorry, going to have to blow it off for another day whatever but yeah that's the story of my week it's been an interesting one there's more stuff to come because I still have to go back in person again I've got to get uniform ready and stuff but a hectic week with a job that I didn't expect to get out of the hectic week which is already going to be really hectic regardless so that's what's happened that's I didn't mention it before because I was fairly confident that I wasn't going to get it so I just didn't mention it at all on the show and I didn't even mention it publicly but today I just went yeah why not <laughs> so thank you to everyone who's been really nice about it in the chat I've had nine mentions what nine people have mentioned me over that that's um there's a lot of stuff going on there uh, but thank you to everyone who's given me a nice um thank you very says viper going out is rare um it's not really all that rare <laughs> but uh, if you want to consider, if it adds to my character, then yeah, I, I, I'm I'm a hermit crab. But I never go outside. No, no, it's not really like that at all. In fact, I'm a very impatient, very impatient sort of um, shaky person. Could you call it? You know, if I don't go out, I, I have to go outside at, at least once a day, if not two or three times. Go out and do something. Go for a walk. Go for a drive. Go out. Go out somewhere, even if it's just to the shops, whatever. 
I'm very impatient and oh, gotta go outside. Ca uh, cabin fever. I have that very much so. So there have been like um, it's normally over the Christmas time. Over the Christmas time, when it's sort of Winterfest or just Christmas in general, I get stuck in for three days, and by the end of it, I'm sort of sat by the window, glaring outside. <laughs> That's sort of how it goes. So me going outside is rare. If you like to think of it as that, if it if you think it makes me a more likable person, then we can keep going with that narrative. But otherwise, no, that's not me at all. But it's, yeah, it's it's weird. And exactly, we got we got another Radio Sega meetup. Not my own meetup. I'm not going to be there. But 8-Bit Symphony is going on in Hull. So Jamie and Superbike are heading out to that one, and hopefully we can um, get Skyblaze and Grey down there as well because I know they wanted to get down to the 8-Bit Symphony. Um, but yeah, get us some recordings, get us some photos, etc. Of when you go down there, that'll be awesome. There was also the uh, the judgment on because there was the judgment day event um, last last night. Because I, I I wouldn't be able to get into the judgment event anyway. Um, hint hint. But there was a judgment event in London last night. I did really want to go, but no, I wouldn't be let in. But. Um, yeah, that that happened, and fellow Radio Sega members Ravseeg and I1980 met up. So it was a bit of a hectic day in regards to the Radio Sega meetups, and now we've got the 8-bit symphony coming up in the middle of June as well. Um, so you've all got that to look forward to, and one day we will do that sort of official Radio Sega gathering in the UK somewhere. One day. We keep threatening this, especially Veritex. Veritex is the one who threatens this the most. And every time I say, I'm going to look into it, I'm going to organise it, but I just don't know where to start. No clue. That's how I feel about the whole affair, honestly. Like, where do you go? Where, where, where do you hold it? Because there's some people who want to hold it up north, there's some people who want to hold it down south, but it's going to be expensive down south. Then how do you get up north? How do you do all this stuff? <laughs> It's it's hectic to arrange, but I would still like it to happen, very much so. But it seems like London is the most likely place it could happen, I think. But we're holding out hope that we'll do it someday. Anyway, news. Do you remember news? I remember news. Let's talk about some news. Gavi keeps messaging me throughout this music block, and it's really off-putting, but I don't know if he's listening. If he is, hello, Gavi. Um, so, we've had more Mega Drive Mini stuff coming out. Um, May 16th, wow, we haven't updated your site in a while, Sega Bits. But we had 10 new American slash European um, titles announced with the Mega Drive Mini. So we had Beyond Oasis. Uh, Beyond Oasis is a pretty good game, not my cup of tea, but a good old user Kashiro romp. Very RPG esque in style. Ghouls and Ghosts. Honestly, I'd say this is one of the better conversions of Ghouls and Ghosts. Uh, also, I keep softening my T's and saying better. I, that's one thing that annoys me when other people do that, so I gotta, gotta stop doing that. That, that was totally on purpose, t totally. But um, Ghouls and Ghosts is a very good game um, on the Mega Drive, and um, a lot of people will only know the NES version. But um, in order to actually get people talking about the Mega Drive version in the chat room, because it's the only talking point, I think people will actually want to talk about. Um, Ghouls and Ghosts of the Mega Drive was the last project by um, Yuji Naka before he made Sonic the Hedgehog. So there we go. It's a it's a wizard. What am I trying to say? It's the the way it gets graphics and stuff generally to work is wizardry, witchcraft, all that. It's got some insane graphical effects in the game, and well, it could only be from Yuji Naka, of course. Alex Kidd in the Enchanted Castle. 
Trash. Moving on. Golden Axe. Golden Axe. Yeah, this is a pretty solid pick. It's not as good as the arcade one, but it's a quintessential Mega Drive beat em up. I think we have a few too many fighting games slash beat em ups now, but nah. I'll let you have this one. Fancy Star 4. Um, there's a lot of debate as to whether Fancy Star 3 or Fancy Star 4 is better. From what I, I don't really play these sort of games, and I don't play the Fancy Star series at all. But from what I know, Fancy Star 4 is generally considered to be the more solid one, but personal opinion normally shifts more towards 3, although maybe I could be wrong. Um, you know, correct me in the chat if you're a fan of the series listening in. I don't know if we have Doan tonight. Doan's a pretty big Fancy Star fan, as is uh, Esper. Shout out to Esper. Uh, go follow Esper on Twitch as well. Twitch.tv forward slash not another Esper underscore, I think it is. If not, it's just twitch.tv forward slash not another Esper. Um, our previous ex, but still somewhat here, um, Radio Sega show host, posting Fantasy Star Beats, is now back on Twitch. So that's why I, I gave her a plug, because why not? That's, that's what you got to do around these parts. One of the Street Fighter 2s. I can't read which one this is, because it's really small in this image. Um, I'm going to guess that... Uh, if I zoom in, I might be able to see a bit better, but it's going to be really blurry. Something, something edition. Special Champion Edition, that's it. So, Street Fighter 2 Special Champion Edition. I don't know what the difference is between this one and any of the other versions. I was going to say this is the one with the bosses, but I don't think it is. I think this is the one that came out after they already did the version with the bosses. So, I don't know what's too special about this version of Street Fighter 2. But hey, it's on there. Street Fighter 2 is a good game still, so go ahead and play it. A really interesting deep cut, but also not a deep cut game, which I did not expect to see here. Mega Man The Wily Wars, and it's deep cut for a few reasons. Deep cut because it was never released in America, but also deep cut because not really that, all that many Mega Man fans remember it, and that's for a good reason. The game's pretty shoddy, but I like that it's here. Um, it's not the best way to play the Mega Man games at all. The NES versions are significantly better, as are the soundtracks, but Mega Man The Wily Wars is, does still have some merits to it. It has a lot of slowdown, it has generally twangy gems music to it. Go and listen to the gems episode, or don't. I'd actually suggest you don't, but gems is a sound driver primarily used in American Mega Drive games, except the game never came out in America, ironically, but the game has very gemsy music, which is down, 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 rather than just do, 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 do. That's sort of how it sounds, <laughs> the game very much, which is a shame, because the original Mega Man has some really nice rocky chip tunes, which are just a bit butchered by the YM2612, but... I like the fact that Mega Man The Wild Wars is here. It's not the world's greatest game, but I like that it's on here. And uh, it does have a few merits, I said, and the main merit it has to it is the Wily Tower mode. The Wily Tower mode is... how would you describe it? It's... it. you get all the power-ups from the first three games, and you just fight this boss gauntlet slash brand new Wily Castle stage, and it's really fun. Just, you have to beat the first three games to unlock it, which... Um, getting through the first three Mega Man games in this collection is a bit of a chore, but it's possible. So you could do it if you wanted to. I wouldn't suggest it, but you can. Just to play the superior Wily Tower mode. Sonic Spinball. I seemed. I, I remember the day when they said there was only going to be one game per, fran per, per franchise. This is like, what, the fourth Sonic game on here now? Just, you, look, there's either two options. You don't mention the one game per franchise deal, or you don't, 
you know, you just stick to one Sonic game. We have Sonic Spinball, Mean Bean Machine, Sonic 1 and Sonic 2, and it honestly, even though we haven't seen it a lot recently, it honestly wouldn't surprise me if we got Sonic 3 on the Mega Drive Mini. Everyone always says, eh, MJ's involvement, blah blah blah, is what's causing it from not being re-released. More so the problem I've seen actually thrown around, but no one really seems to know about, is they still supposedly owe a lot of people money for Sonic 3, which is why they don't really re-release it all that much. But, um, I don't know. I also think it's just not wanting to be associated with the media storm that's been going around these past few years in regards to A, his involvement with the game, and B, MJ in general. But, um, it, yeah, I think Sonic 3 it has a chance of being on there at least. So then that's every Sonic game on the console on the Mega Drive Mini when they said they'd only have one on it. This game selection is brilliant, except for the overabundance of Sonic. Like, please cut it out, guys. We don't need Sonic 1 on there. Sonic 1 isn't that good of a game. If you're doing the rule of only putting Streets of Rage 2 but not 1 on, then surely you can do the same for the Sonic series. Come on. Come on, guys. Do we really need Mean Bean Machine over Puyo 2, which is a much better Puyo game than Mean Bean Machine? And likewise, was anyone really, except for Donnie, craving Spinball? No. Vectorman's on there though. Vectorman's brilliant. I love Vectorman. Um, it's a very graphically intensive game for the Mega Drive if you've never experienced it before. It's sort of the equivalent, our equivalent of Donkey Kong Country. I say that, but technically you could also say, um, I think it's The Adventures of Batman and Robin is also our example of Donkey Kong Country. Brilliant graphics on both of those, which actually show what the Mega Drive can do instead of people commonly assuming that Mode 7 on the SNES is better. No, you can actually pretty much do the same effects on the Mega Drive if you put your heart to it, which most people didn't because they just wanted to slap out cheap garbage. We also have Wonder Boy in Monster World and Mo Wonder Boy in Monster World. Mwah, brilliant game, Wonder Boy in Monster World. Uh, highly recommend you check it out. I don't think it's as good as Dragon's Trap. But I think Wonder Boy and Monster World is still fantastic. And on that subject, I should say that Wonder Boy in Monster Monster Land is actually available on Sega Ages right now in Japan on the Nintendo Switch. And normally I stream the Sega Ages games when they come out if I have interest in them. I definitely have interest in Monster Land. However, for some reason, they only announced this like a day before it went up on the eShop. And I'm a little bit broke. I got no money right now. So I haven't been able to buy this, but it looks like a really good port for Sega Ages, one of the better ports, definitely. And Wonder Boy Monster Land is a brilliant game to begin with, and it's the arcade version rather than the uh, Mega, Drive, Mega Drive one, as far as I know. And it's, What else has it got? It's got uh, additional features, including the ability to exploit the rattle joystick trick using the single button. Um, rattle joystick is it left, right, left, right, left, right, I assume. I don't know what that does in game, though. Um, it's also probably originally an oversight in programming, which is now a feature which M2 likes to do a lot. Uh, several challenge mode, and these modes include the Sphinx challenge, where you're tasked with killing the Sphinx in the shortest time. Also, oh, the challenge mode from every other game, but uh, specifically Sonic 1 and Alex Kidd both had challenge modes, where do this specific in-game thing as fast as possible with the best score. Actually, I think it's been as fast as possible every single time they've done it, but yeah. Um, those challenge modes include kill the Sphinx in the shortest time and Monster Castle Challenge where you have to clear the final dungeon as fast as possible. That's exactly like Alex Kidd then, because Alex Kidd has the same premise. And the Fireball Challenge where you play through the game using only the Fireball weapon and can die in a single hit. That's very interesting, because um, 
The only other game that had that full game challenge mode was Sonic 1, which had the Mega Play challenge mode, but that's not even the full game because you don't play Marble or Labyrinth. So, and that actually feels like a challenge mode because Mega Play isn't any harder than the original, whereas this is clearly a challenge. So, best of luck to anyone who can actually get a good score on the leaderboard for that one. So, Sega Ages Wonder Boy Monster Land is available for 925 yen, which translates to $8.50 or around £8.50 as well. Uh, which you can get on the Japanese eShop only for the moment, but buy a Japanese eShop card from PlayAsia. I'd recommend PlayAsia. I wouldn't recommend any of the other ones because they're normally stolen or they won't send you your goods. I used to use another one, which I highly recommend, but then they didn't send me my product and then they accused me of fraud and charged me back and all this other bollocks. And no. PlayAsia's getting my money. You're a trustworthy company. I trust you. Uh, so that's where you can go ahead and get the game and... Um, interestingly, the copyright apparently includes LAT or LAT, a seemingly unknown company unrelated to other companies like the original developer Westone, or developers of uh, recent Wonderboy games like Loser Cube or Game Atelier. So whoever LAT is, we'll find out. But for now, I'd still recommend you check out Wonderboy Monsterland, brilliant game series. You guys have been pinging me a lot in the chat room, let's see what you've been saying. Um, yeah, Brits brought up the... Um, <laughs> He's brought up the image I sent him earlier because he sent me an image of at games and making an arcade cabinet. So I responded with my usual response to that, which because um, he said, "Why don't you just put a Raspberry Pi in it?" So I responded with my usual Raspberry Pi response, which is, um, I assume from the hard drivers. Is that the name of the website? I think it is. Uh, why spend eighty dollars on a SNES Classic when you can install emulators on a Raspberry Pi and never shut the blank up about it? Which is, <laughs> I post that every time someone mentions the Raspberry Pi because it is incredibly true. Like seriously, I know you can install emulators on a Raspberry Pi. You don't need to tell me. I'm getting the Mega Drive Mini because the Mega Drive is cool. I love the Mega Drive and the games on it. And I'm a Mega Drive fanboy. That's the main reason I'm getting it because I love Mega Drive. That's it. That's literally the only reason. You you could you could just sell a Mega Drive case with nothing in it, and I'd probably buy it. Although then again. There are those for the Raspberry Pis, so maybe this argument is a tad invalid. Animal Snack Plus says, So I'd rather have an, a console with a physical copy of the game than emulation. Oh, myself too. I would as well, but I mean, why not have both? I can have my sort of Mega Drive with its RGB output upstairs, and then I can have my Mega Drive Mini hooked down to my lounge TV, or because um, it's incredibly inconvenient to have my Mega Drive hooked up in my office, so... I could just have a Mega Drive Mini with an HDMI and a power lead and play in my office. And I could stream off that much easier than an emulator or off um, the original Mega Drive. So, also we got hacking, let's not beat around the bush. You shouldn't buy the console just for hacking, that shouldn't be a selling point to you. But we will get the other games that are missing here, so... Um, I in previous months, I used to say, oh, well, I'm going to have to hack the console to get the Cast of Illusion on it anyway, but now Cast of Illusion are on, uh, is actually officially on the Mega Drive Mini, which I'm super happy about. And Electric Boogaloo has brought up a good point, which uh, I wasn't the one who wrote the article, I was just reading that copyright bit off the article. Electric says, LAT Corp is the company that acquired the Westone uh, bit license after they went bankrupt in 2014. All, all recent Wonder Boy and Monster Boy Dragon's Trap remake re-release have had LAT in their legal info. Good to know. Thank you Electric Boogaloo, as always you're super helpful. On that note, hello Electric Boogaloo, how are you doing today? <laughs> Shake and Bake also brings up the very good point of I'm not going to get a 32X. See, um, 
I, I assume you live in the US and that's already a bit of a task. The 32X is ridiculous money here. It's £300 for a loose console that isn't really ever guaranteed to work most of the time. It's nuts versus £100 which is already a bit too much uh, in the US or dollars or whatever you want to translate that to. And the games aren't any more common here either. You can normally find at least one 32X game in the US for a decent price. UK, you're paying upwards of £50 for the common titles, let alone the rare titles or your Knuckles Chaotixes or any of that stuff. So that's why I'm never buying one and I'm instead praying that the, that I could mod support for it on the Mega Drive Mini. I'm holding out hope. Anyway, it's probably about time we got into those requests. We've been chatting for long enough and uh, I'm, I'm going to go and get something to drink and have something to eat. And we've got plenty of your requests coming up here, such as... Uh, one from Super Monkey Ball 2, one from Sega Rally 2, the Rearrange album, one from Sega Mega, or Sonic Mega Collection, one from Xenon Odyssey, and a couple more coming up after that, so do stay tuned for some more great songs. But, well, let's start off with that Super Monkey Ball one, and it's simply known as Under the Ocean, World 3, and this is actually much higher quality than the one we have normally on Radio Sega, so if you're on the Flax stream, enjoy it. But enjoy it anyway, because it's a great song from Super Monkey Ball 2. Enjoy your request, guys. Request Resorts.
ignore the fact that I'm still eating. This is the top of the result right here on Radio Sega. That was your request. And you just heard one from Mega Driver, originally from Golden Axe, known as Sutakora Sasa. And that was requested by Superbike2, because I had to go with that one, because he requested the original one, which I played probably about two weeks ago on the Golden Axe Remix show. It can't have been two weeks, it must be more than that. But you get the point, I played it very recently. So I went with that guitar version, because it led it, not Atari, guitar because it led in nicely from the previous track, which was Marion Sonic at the London 2012 Olympic win- nope, Olympic Games. Yep, London 2012 wasn't in winter, winter games in the UK would be shocking to say the least. That was the Dream Uneven Bars, a remix of Grand Metropolis from Sonic Heroes, because Brit wanted, well, Grand Metropolis from Sonic Heroes, but I thought, oh, it's got a nice bit of guitar in that one, so I'll go with that one instead, and plus, it's gonna say- actually no, we don't really play the original Grand Metropolis all that much. I think we played that version more, but you get the point. I wanted to hear a bit more guitar in my Grand Metropolis. That was requested by Brit. Before that, from the 2012 version of Sonic 4 the sequel, that was In Your Eyes, the theme of Star Shores Act 1, featuring a lovely sample of Richard Jakes there, and we had the Sonic Before the Sequel slash uh, Spark the Electric Jester show a few weeks back, and for some reason I didn't pick that one, I don't know why, because that's probably my favourite song in any of the soundtracks. It's that good. It's awesome. That was requested by myself. For that, a request technically by myself, but also by Admiral Snackbar, because he wanted me to help him identify a song from one of our remix albums earlier. And I said, sure, um, you know, throw me the song. And he said, it's like Tropical Resort remixed with a Super Monkey Ball track. And, um, I, I went immediately. That's, that's easy, that's Xenon Odyssey, and that's Beach Holiday, a remix of Emerald, Emerald Beach? Yeah, Emerald Beach from Sonic Battle and the theme park stage from Super Monkey Ball 2. And for those of you who've been listening to the show long enough, which isn't that many of you in this chat room, but back in August 2017, um, I premiered that track actually, and that was the first track from N- or the first track ever premiered from the album on the station. I was the first person to play a track from the album, and I chose that one. I had the choice of about four different tracks, and I thought Beach Holiday. It's you know it's got a bit of Sonic, it's got a bit of Monkey Ball, but it's got that tropical feel to it. So we're going to go with that one. And, that was almost two years ago now, and that it's been a long time since we've done one of those albums. I'm I'm holding out hope that maybe we'll do another one one day. They were, they were cool. I always played the first one a bit, but I did like the second one. The second one had some great tracks, such as that one. So thank you, Admiral Snackbar, for that request. For that, from Sonic Mega Collection, that's the credits theme, requested by none other than Sega Education Nerd Electric Boogaloo. The Sega Rally rearrangement album, uh, Sega Rally 2 rearrangement album, another entries. Uh, we heard before that, that was Route 246, requested by Jamie, 64326. You messed up the numbers there, Jamie. Whatever. But yeah, that was requested by him, that was a brilliant track. Everyone in the chat room was in love with that one. As they were in love with the original Super Monkey Ball 2. Under the Ocean, for World 3, requested by Shake and Bakey, now known as Sega and Bakey, because we've opened the floodgates a bit and I, I've allowed people for tonight to change their name on Discord. Um, and see what people people come up with, and um, well, we've got Sega and Bakey in the in the Discord as well. Very text will change something stupid inevitably because it's very text in, in a nice stupid way. But um, more importantly, Kuro revealed their true identity. Someone I had thought they were, and they entirely were. So Kuro revealed to us that they were in fact Cobra the Best. So welcome back to the uh, <laughs> the oldest Olby here, because it's sort of strange that I am somewhat considered an Olby. Old B. I've been on the site for five years this year. That's not old. <laughs> That's not an old B, but in comparison to other people who joined a year after me, apparently that is, and people who've joined this year, 
2018, for example, that is apparently considered old now, so um, I guess Gabby's in the grave at this point, and so is Cobra, it's going to be said. Uh, but yeah, um, high, I guess, as well. <laughs> that counts. We've also got Gavi in the chat room, um, which is strange for Gavi. He's actually listening to another show, or he's just posting in the chat. Hello, Gavi. Uh, we've also got Green Faker 8. Hello, Green Faker 8. It's nice to meet you. Who might you be? Oh, it's. I'm actually surprised by that one. I genuinely thought that'd be Veritex, and it's not. It's Brit. <laughs> Hello, Brit. Ah. <laughs> uh. What are you guys talking about currently? Amazon Prime and Team Sonic Racing Piracy. Yep, that's entirely what I'd expect from this chat room. Never change. That's another thing to talk about that I, ha I hadn't actually written down anywhere. Team Sonic Racing, it's come out, we've already talked about it. The soundtrack released on Wednesday though, so it's now available on all digital platforms such as iTunes, Amazon, Google Play. But it's also available on streaming services, um, more importantly for me personally. It's available on Spotify, uh, Google Play Streaming, possibly Deezer, I'm not sure. Um, I also sort of hope it's on Napster, because the irony on that would be good. But that Napster apparently is actually pretty good for streaming music, and that's because they pay the artists a lot more than Spotify do. So if you ever want to... Um, Spotify works on a system of... Uh, Spotify works on a system of every time you stream a song, you pay the artist a certain amount of royalties. So, but apparently Napster has the best rates of anyone. So if you want to support a specific artist, like you want to stream some music from an indie artist, not indie genre, but, you know, an independent artist who doesn't have their own record label or they're not signed to one, then that's probably the best way you're going to give them some money, um, is going through Napster, or actually buying the music uh, is normally pretty good, but you're going to give them a better rate if you do that. So that's my tip to you. But I always prefer buy my music flat outright, but I won't be doing that for Team Sonic Racing because, oh boy, it costs £25. £25 for a digital album. 25 smackaroos. And I'm going to be honest, a lot of the tracks on the album are padding. They're complete padding. So every, every in-game sort of race track has four music tracks. In comparison, the sort of in-game rips taken from the pirated version of the game, so all the music that was sort of fan-made, fan-edited, they merged all the songs into one track. So, you mean to tell me that the fans can make a single sort of master song almost that combines the intro, the normal lap theme, the final lap theme, and the ending, they can combine all them into one song, but the official soundtrack can't do that. On top of that, the official soundtrack doesn't really have any good custom endings. Normally it just fades the track out, like the game rip would do, except they actually have proper endings, the game rip versions, which people made from an illegal copy of the game. On top of that, there's stuff like um, Team Ultimate themes, which are five second loops of old songs not even remixed at all. There's so much padding on that album that doesn't need to be there. You've got track, old tracks from old games that are five second loops. You've got four tracks for each race course when you only really need one. There's seven? I want to say seven. There's seven different remixes of the Greenlight Ride on the album, most of which don't actually appear in the game, and most of which are pretty crap, just like the original. Spoilers, I, I actually like the Wall 5 remix, but I've seen a lot of complaints about, the, about how crappy it is, but I really like it, but 
the rest of them and the original version not too keen on at all, so I don't want to pay for seven versions of it. And on top of that, the uh, sort of little course intro tunes, which is one of the four race courses. I keep saying on top of that, but it, it just keeps getting worse, that's why I keep saying on top of that. It, there's more BS added every time. So the little race course intros, right? They last five seconds. They're a pound. As are the Team Ultimate themes, as are the All-Star themes, whatever you want to call them. Team Ultimate, All-Star, it's the same thing. A five second track costs one pound. In what society do we live in? Because we do live in a society. But what society do we live in? <laughs> it's utterly ridiculous. The CD costs £50, which is even more of a rip-off. Or at least on import sites it does. I don't think it's going to get a physical release here in the UK, but apparently it did in the US. Complete rip-off. Um, I, I don't advocate piracy, but I also don't advocate paying that money at all. So, it's yeah. Um, I need a drink. That's a that's a hint. Not not an alcoholic beverage. Just a normal beverage. Just a hint that I'm dehydrated. <laughs> but you, you you get what I'm getting at here. This is really odd and just money grabbing. In comparison, Forces soundtrack was still quite expensive, but had a lot more actual music on it. Yes, it had cutscene music, but at least all the cutscene music lasted at least a minute upwards normally. So. And you had all the Avatar themes, you had the Modern Sonic themes, you had the Classic themes, you had the um, Boss themes. You had all this stuff that warranted the price a lot more than Team Sonic Racing soundtrack does. Yeah, you want this five second intro of Cool Edge that just goes da 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 dun. That's one pound, please. Add alcohol to that non-alcoholic drink. It's Friday. Um, I'll sip my apple juice because I, I don't have an non-alcoholic. Yeah, I don't, I don't have an alcoholic beverage. Nor do I particularly want one at nine o'clock on a Friday night while I'm hosting a radio show. You know, I don't want this to go right in Nintendo mode and have to be dragged off the stream because I can't figure out how to press the off button or I keep saying offensive nonsense. I'd rather it didn't go that way, so I'm just gonna stick to um, discount Audi Doritos and some apple squash, which is ultra cheap, just like the Audi Doritos. I really know how to live it up on a Friday night, which is why this show is the most entertaining part of it normally, <laughs> by far. <laughs> Otherwise, what would I be doing? Probably watching YouTube, because I'm too too stingy to play for Netflix. Yep, that sounds like... <laughs> that sounds like a Green Viper trademark Friday night. Electric keeps prodding me to talk about Crash Team Racing, so I should probably talk about Crash Team Racing. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to look at your responses as well to how much it costs. <laughs> Which is, yep, Cobra says £15, Jesus. A 15? No, 50. That's what I meant to say. 50. £50, Jesus. It, it's so much. And it doesn't warrant it at all. The, the actual main lap themes, um, I've already explained how it works. The main lap theme, so the one that just plays on lap 1 and 2, they're all very good. Lap 3, occasionally it will change up the melody, but it's not worth the price for me, nor is the ending, nor is the beginning. So, yeah. Um, a game which people keep saying is going to be better, though, is CTR Nitro Fueled, a game which I've also ranted against <laughs> on a previous episode, saying... Uh, if you missed the rant, I'm saying... I think it's a bit overhyped. It has a lot of warning signals that are worrying me that it's getting a bit too monetized in my opinion, but people are still saying it's going to be the bestest game ever, and I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about this. But um, I'm a bit more obliged to like it, because in the US, Sega aren't publishing it. I don't know why I started with that. 
in Japan. Sega are publishing it. So if you if you live in the Japanese region, which I don't think any of you do, but more importantly, uh, if you have access to importing services, which most of you do, then well, you can go ahead and pick up Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled with the Sega logo on it. For those of you who missed it last year, Sega actually even months and years after the original came out ended up publishing um, Crash Team, not Crash Team, sorry, uh, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy in Japan in October. Yes, October of 2018 when the game came out in June of 2017 everywhere else but point is Japan still got the game and they got it published by Sega as well so we added the music to the game to our playlist because everyone a lot of people in here are Crash fans myself included but not as much as a lot of other people like Electric or Jamie or Rexy but this game being released by Sega in Japan now means we've got to add music from CTR Nitro Fuel to the sound uh, to the playlist as well so we're going to find out how that is next month when the game releases in the West. However, it comes out on August 1st, 2019 in Japan, and people want my hot take because you come to my show for my hot takes. Um, uh, Crash Bandicoot was a really good idea at releasing that because they didn't have a platformer really in 2018. Sonic Mania didn't really count because Sonic Mania or Sonic Mania Plus didn't really count because Mania came out the previous year. So they, in terms of holiday platformers, they didn't have anything. So getting the licensing rights or the publishing as well to crash in the, in the Japanese region just seemed like a smart idea because they don't have a big hit title. Whereas Crash is still pretty big in Japan, but you know, Pipsqueak big like Sonic is not your Nintendo Mario size or anything like that. But. Uh, I think this is a really stupid idea, unlike the original Insane Trilogy, because that was a good idea. This is horrible, because TS, you're actively competing with TSR. I get that, well, if Crash sells more than the other, that's fine, because Crash is still owned by Sega, but it's first party versus third party. Why would you want the third party game to perform better? Um, I guess it's better than the other alternative, which is someone else has the publishing rights and then they lose a bunch of sales so it is certainly better but it's a bit of a baffling one to me that they're doing this because I don't know perhaps I'm just thinking too much into it but I just think it's a clash of interests ha, ha I think it's a crash of interests no but it's not just my cynicism for the game tying in but I'm cyn cynical for this as well just because it seems like a poorly executed business decision. Like they got the rights to this along with the rights to the original Insane Trilogy and now they feel obliged to do it. All like that. But um, I'll read the rest of the article which says players in Japan will be able to get the Electron skins as a pre-order bonus and the PS4 exclusive retro content. I didn't actually see that. I don't know what the retro content's about. I think that is... Um... I could be wrong. Is it old tracks or is it like old models because if it's old models that, that's really cool that's that's the type of thing I love in remakes um, some sources say it will only be the sticker pack for the game because it's Activision therefore we got to have stupid pre-order bonuses such as in-game stickers a season pass would inevitably come out at some point as will the loot boxes because there's loot boxes but uh, there's no word of the Nitrous Oxide Edition making it over to Japan, although maybe it will be digital. Uh, 
since this edition is not going to be available as a download code in physical releases. So it's a purely physical release, unlike some of the physical releases which will be coming out in the US. Electric has clarified that it's retros in retro character skins. That is really cool. Okay. That has just swayed my purchase on the No, it hasn't. But it's one of those games with CTR that I've mentioned. I don't have huge nostalgia for the original game. In fact, none at all. I haven't played it. My nostalgia comes from watching it many, many years ago. And it is a very good game, but I don't necessarily buy something just because it's got Crash on the box, which a lot of people in the Discord do. But I'm interested, but I'm worried, but I'm also still interested. It's one of those games that is far from top priorities. There's so much coming out in June that this is not top priority at all. What is, is uh, Mario Maker 2 first, because Mario Maker 2 is going to have the most replay replayability for me. So I really like the first one, and the lack of amiibo support and online being a bit botched is slightly annoying, but it doesn't really put me off all that much. But I think I'm going to get a lot of my a lot for my money out of Super Mario Maker. Then number two, because I really still want to play it, but it's not, um, or it is quite desperate, but it's not a one that I'll replay more than once, at least for a few years, which is Judgment. I'll be getting Judgment next month, but that's second on my list. If I don't get the money for it on launch day, eh, not too bummed. If I do, hooray, I got, I got the money for it. But then third after that is Crash Team Racing. But there's some people who will be saying, it's going to be the bestest kart racer ever, better than TSR. And if you're thinking that, fair enough. I, I'm waiting for the reviews myself. It, whereas Judgment is a launch day if I have the money, Crash is a sale or a good review game for me. That's how I feel about it, personally. But let me know what you're thinking about CTR. Um, down in the chat. We've got Rav joining us now. Hello, Rav. Um, Admiral is showing me that weird Crash Bandicoot Japanese music video that was an unlockable on, I think, Crash 2 in Japan. Which is, yeah, weird, but hey, Crash was marketed very differently because edgy, um, I don't really know how you describe Crash, but sort of a bit edgy, but not shadow edgy, but just... A bit risque, shall we say. Risque Crash doesn't really fly in Japan, so they've got to make him cute, and that's how they did it by making a weird mascot dancing video, because that's, um, that's the culture, I guess. I'm not very cultured, but I know that's the culture. I've just noticed your nickname, so I really wish I hadn't. I think Electric's the only one who hasn't changed his nickname. Um, Cobra has changed his nickname, but it's to a non-jokey one, so I don't count that. But I am, however, counting Very Viper 8. <laughs> I'm also counting uh, Mr. Wonderman, aka Jamie64326. Uh, we had some others, I think, maybe. But um, I, I, they've dropped off the face of the earth. I, I do regret slightly opening up the ability to let you change your names, but at the same time, um, a certain someone who shall not be named on the airwaves, but I've named in the chat room earlier. Uh, isn't here to mess around with the usernames anymore, so I don't feel as bad about letting you guys change them. <laughs> Not sure if you would have a toggle for the original PS1 versions of the music, so you might have to take note of that. I sort of wish the original Crash uh, Insane Trilogy had that. Um, not that I really had a reason to complain, because Crash Insane's music was very good. But, um, oh, we also had Not Very Viperish, of course, how could we forget that? Um, oh, that's Superbike. I didn't even realise that's Superbike. I thought Veritex had changed his name again. <laughs> but um, the original Crash Insane trilogy had good music. Spyro had shocking music, so I'm very glad they implemented that change, which was 
um, adding the music toggle, and I don't, I haven't really heard any of Crash Team Racing's music, so maybe it's a good thing they have the music toggle, but it's there, so I'll definitely have to add both soundtracks to the playlist, but yeah, it's good music. I always find it interesting though that Crash Team Racing was a game made to kill any future for Crash, and yet it's the game everyone usually regards as their favourite, <laughs> so... That always just strikes me a bit off guard at the fact that people are saying this is going to be the best game ever. Might not know, maybe Activision are trying to kill Crash's future all over again. That's a uh, point to ponder on. Also is uh, Rav's name, which is now G brackets Rav Viper 8, which is a mind-numbing name to read. Oh well, we have one more, one more bit of news to read, because it segues into the music, and I forgot to actually read it, so now we've segued very badly into the music. Uh, where are you at? Where are you at? Um, thing that I wanted to talk about, please. You're near, I know, but you're not near enough. There we go. Super Monkey Ball coming back? Question mark. Very clickbaity title. Sega bits. Sega Sega of Japan has trademarked the licensed Tabeguro, Tabeguro Super Monkey Ball, which seems to be a mobile game from what I picked up on, but I'm not too sure. It could be a real full retail game, or it could just be them squatting on licenses, which they've been known to do before. So maybe they're just squatting, but the last Super Monkey Ball game was Banana Banana Split all the way back in 2012 on the PS Vita, which people normally regard as being the best post-Amusement um, Visions Monkey Ball game. Which is probably true. I have a soft spot for 3D, a massive soft spot for 3D, and I really don't get why people don't like that game that much, because I thought it was very competent. Not, well, not as good as Monkey Ball 2, but I thought it was a very good game still. But Banana Splits, everyone says, was very good um, as a handheld game. Not as good as the console games again, but it's the best Monkey Ball we've had since. The last Monkey Ball game, however, was that weird pachinko patchy slot type thing on iOS which they deleted because it was so bad except I got I got sorta kinda liked it. Quarter is not a good abbreviation of the two but I sorta liked it. Other people didn't and it's probably time we had an actual Monkey Ball game, game again so Tabagoro Super Monkey Ball let's hope the best to it for the fans of the series myself included although if it fails hey we still got rolled out that Monkey Ball fan game turned original game coming out on Steam this year so all will be good in the world, I hope. Anyway, now that segue is over, let's get on into the music. And I had to have something from Banana Splits. And uh, we play, we played the one track that I wanted to play on the show a year ago, so I wouldn't feel too guilty about wanting to play it again. But we also played it on Saturday Night Sega on the first episode of Season 4. And in general, people really like the song, but I think they've come to associate it with Banana Splits. So we clearly need a new song from the series. And that would be the normal World 1 theme, known as Night Island. And then after that, because I want to go completely unrelated, but it fits with the mood. It merges into the next track quite well. Both tracks merge together quite well. We got a ha- we got a track from Hatsune Miku Project Diva, Future Toad DX. But first of all, Banana Splits, Night Island, right here on the Topical Resort.
same host, different topic. This is the Topical Resort. caught me mid food again but you've also caught me after 9 p.m. so I shouldn't really be here but I still am here so just a topical resort this is Radio Sega 
And more importantly, that was a track from Super Monkey Ball Banana Split for PS Vita, known as Night Island. A track which is normally 10 minutes long, but I eventually skipped it because I realised it was 10 minutes long. Then after that, from Hatsune Miku, Project Diva Future Tone DX. It's a convoluted name, it's a port which doesn't have anything different from the original Future Tone on PS4, it's just on a disc, but they include new songs on it for some reason. That's Ghost Rule, a track by Deco27, which is a really good track anyway, and then they included it in the game, so we could actually put it on the playlist, but I like that one. Not as much as I like Sand Planet, but it fit with the tone of the show better. So I went with it. Anyway, this is, we're back here for the final sort of um, normal block of the show. Then after that we get back into all the other bits and bobs. I've just noticed that we have a forum post by Serga, which I'm slightly worried about. Why is Serga posting on the, <laughs> posting on the forum? He's meant to be our tech... Uh, not tech support, that's really mean to... He's meant to be one of our development team <laughs> if he's posting something on the forum. I'm slightly worried he's saying it doesn't work. <laughs> okay, um... So he's just posted a bunch of technical stuff, which I don't think anyone will really get, but hey, that's so good for you. Anyway, um, we're back. What do you guys want me to talk about at this point? Um, I think my new favourite name in the chat room is... So far, Rav's changed his name to, like, Green Viper 9 and now it's Green Viper Space 8. But I think my favourite so far uh, goes to Superbike. So Superbike, you win nothing. Congratulations, I'm bowing, but you can't really see it, and there's no room to really bow. So this is completely pointless. But um, <laughs> Superbike's current username is Lost My Superbike underscore eight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> awesome stuff. No, but um, you guys, you guys are coming in with some very good names. Green, Green Viper Ten is not a good one. Brit, you, you win nothing. You win a um, you win a free kick. So let me just get around to that now. I'm worried if I actually press the kick button, it will kick him though. So instead, I'm just going to change his his uh, username. Evan. Uh, let's say um, that that would do. That 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 would that yeah. That's about what I can say at nine o'clock at night on on a um, Radio Sega live show. So I'll just change it to that and leave it. So, mm, I've got to, got to stop saying so, and I've just got to actually read something, because that would be much better for the old um, radio, because I'm a radio person, I say stuff on the radio, so I should probably get better at saying stuff on the radio. On the radio, this is me buying time as I scroll through Segabits. Um, apparently there was, no, that is definitely not a new piece of news. I went back instead of forwards on the page. Well done, me. Well done, well done. Um, Sonic Mania Plus! No, sorry, Sonic Mania will be free on PlayStation Plus this June. So if you own a PlayStation Plus online subscription, you get Borderlands, the handsome collection. And Borderlands are normally pretty good, but I don't know what the handsome collection's like. Might, might be absolutely pants, for all I know, but... Sonic Mania Plus is a lot of people's game of the year 2017. It pretty much probably was my game of the year 2018, even though I hated the Plus expansion, because... What else? Uh, maybe I'm just forgetting a lot of stuff. I actually, know Yakuza Kiwami 2 was game of the year last year. No, no way around that at all. <laughs> Sorry, Sonic Mania Plus, you'll get your day to shine one day. No, you won't. I plus DLC adds nothing. Fight me. Um, but yeah, Sonic Mania was a brilliant game. But sadly, the plus DLC does not come with PlayStation Plus. That would have been a brilliant marketing opportunity, but no. So instead you're going to have to buy that, but it's only about £2 anyway, but you get the base game for free, and the base game is the best part, so if you have a subscription, such as if you're playing TSR on PS4 and you're playing it online, well then, 
today's your day because that requires you to buy a PS Plus therefore you get these games with your online subscription so go ahead and download them if you have the service. I have the service but I already have both Sonic Mania and the physical copy of Sonic Mania Plus on PS4 I double dip because how it worked out was I bought the game on PS4 because it was delayed on PC so I played through the game on PS4 on day one then um, the game came out on PC so I bought it on PC for mods and because I was actually away at the time at a family member's house for a few days overnight and I didn't have a games console so I need something to play on PC that I actually run on my crappy laptop and so I don't fit that bill so I bought that then I got a Switch uh, end of September and I only really had money for one digital game and I thought eh Sonic Mania again we'll go for Sonic Mania <laughs> so I did that then the story uh, deepens because Sonic Mania Plus came out so I pre-ordered it for Switch because I'm mainly a Switch gamer for lower power games or exclusives or stuff that really isn't that demanding on Switch. So I pre-ordered the game on Switch and it was going to come early. And then I found somewhere else where it could come even earlier. It could come on the Saturday instead of on the Monday when I was meant to get it. So I ordered it on PS4 because I couldn't cancel my Switch order so I thought, sure, why not? I'll get it on PS4 as well because I want to get the game early because I was very busy that weekend. So if I could get it on the Saturday, I could play it on Saturday morning and then my next opportunity to play it would be like Monday afternoon. So when my Switch version came, yes, but I really wanted to play the game. The point was there. So, ordered it for PS4, got it, played it for about two hours, then had to go out and didn't get to play it again until Monday morning. Actually, I think I played it Sunday night at like 1am and finished it then. Close enough. Um, so I got both of them, then I got the Plus DLC on PC, and then recently I bought the Xbox One um, version physically because it was cheap and on sale and I wanted to achievement hunt it. So. I don't have a problem, um, yeah I do, I really do, but Sonic Mania Plus is a great game, as is Sonic Mania, get them, because it's free, and people like free stuff. Um, speaking of free stuff, this one isn't free, but um, Pengo is coming to Arcade Love Plus Pengo, a Nintendo Switch arcade compilation, which is coming out in Japan on the 22nd of August, and for those of you who don't know what Pengo is, Pengo is a pretty nifty little arcade game Sega made back in the 80s about a penguin who has to push around ice blocks. Except this version of Pengo is interesting because it's rebuilt from the ground up and it features widescreen which is already pretty cool but it was rebuilt specifically to feature 8 player co-op. So you can play Pengo in 8 players if you buy this Japanese exclusive collection on the Switch and I don't really know what other games are on there um, but I'm interested in this honestly. I want some more stuff to play on my Switch. I'm very low on stuff to play on Switch minus Mario Maker this year. And I guess uh, Mario and Sonic comes out at the end of the year. So um, I'll be getting that. But outside of that, I'm very low on games I want to play on the console. So uh, yeah, Arcade Love Plus Pengo I'll probably be getting. Interestingly, it was released first in 2012 for arcades. Then it was ported to Steam and, of all things, Xbox 360. And people seem to think the Xbox 360 is wildly unsuccessful in Japan. That's not the way I would word it. It's the most successful Xbox console by far, but it was, it was the like um, it was the same as the Saturn was in Japan. It was not the most popular console, but it was still very popular or popular enough. It was the niche one and the one you got if you wanted all the cool American games or the uh, like anime games because it had way more anime stuff than the PS3 did, which is odd, but it did. <laughs> So, 360 just even knowing that still seems 
an odd thing to know, but eh, there we go. Uh, something, something, something. There's other stuff. Um, there's other stuff, and yeah, that's really it. Pengo's the only interesting game I could see from this. So, Pengo, get it on Switch in August. It comes out a few days after my birthday, so I'll have birthday money and hopefully work money at that point, who knows. But more importantly, I'll be getting that with some birthday cash, I hope. Because if it's a... I don't think it will be too expensive of a collection. I, I think from what I saw on Twitter, it's physical, so I will import it. But yeah, it is physical, okay. I'll pick it up, why not? Um, and then there's some other stuff as well coming out around that time. We'll see what happens in regards to that. But I'm slowly running out of things to talk about that aren't relating to Sonic the Hedgehog because I really don't want to discuss Sonic the Hedgehog. Sega Sammy unveils Virtua Fighter and House of the Dead Scarlet Dawn Battle Genesis for casinos. We had some very choice words for this the other day. A lot of very cho uh, choice words. Specifically Rav. Or Green Viper Space 8, or I should check, he might have changed his name by now. Um, he's not online, no, he's Veen Guyper 8. So, Veen Guyper 8 had a massive rant about this because it's the first Virtual Fighter game they've made in years, and it's a casino attraction. Oh, and it doesn't look like a very good one. And uh, I said, or it was called, um, what, what was the exact name of it? That was it. So they're both called Battle Genesis. So Virtual Fighter Battle Genesis and House of the Dead Scarlet Dawn Battle Genesis. And um, I, I'm going to repeat my joke because I'm very unfunny and I also like attention. So, <laughs> no. um, the, what is the battle about Virtual Fighter Battle Genesis and House of the Dead Scarlet Dawn Arcade Genesis? The b battle Genesis, sorry. What What is the battle? The battle of self-control? The battle of not inserting 100... $100 or 10,000 yen into it? Is that what you're battling? You're battling, um... You're battling your your demons, your spirits, for not gambling? Because you you punching the buttons? Does it require you to punch the buttons to get more money out of the machine? Like, what's the battle here? Are you battling zombies? Like, you, you belting a screen of a virtual zombie in the face? There's no battle here. Whatsoever, but yeah, it's a casino game now that casinos are becoming illegal. Uh, I it keeps sounding like I'm saying illegal, but I'm saying legal. Now that casinos are legal in Japan, a lot more stuff like this is going to come out. We already saw it with Konami, and now Sega are getting into it. But I really hope it doesn't consume them and engulf um, serious franchises like it did with Konami, because seriously, we didn't need a Silent Hill pachinko game but we got one and then you made the entire focus of your company so that's fun unlike gambling children do not gamble then again these are both two mature franchises so um you, you should you should be playing virtual fighter anyway but if you are gamble gamble away and i'm worried there's a post in tech support um oh it's just Serger again someone's also pinged me um Okay, there we go. No, nothing. Oh well. I'm gonna get into um, some. I'm gonna get into two tracks here. I'm gonna get into a track from Yakuza Dead Souls because we got some judgment coming out next month, and I'm gonna get into. I'm gonna get into another track, which I'll let you guys see later. But you're gonna be surprised. I just remembered it's completely stupid because you actually can't see the metadata. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll explain what it is after. 
the um, after we played it. But for now, here's Assailed from All Sides from Yakuza Dead Souls, right here on Radio Sega. Friday night, this is Topical Resort, only on Radio Sega.
missed an episode and want to catch up? Want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show? Download our podcast from the Radio Sega Media section. Subscribe to us on iTunes or stream the show through Stitcher. Right, I should probably explain what's actually going on with that track then, what I was trying to say, which I realised was completely pointless. That was Vendorbop there from Yakuza 5, also known as Ryo Gakotoku 5. A game which actually picked up in the PlayStation sale, because there is currently a PlayStation sale going on, PSA for those of you who live in the UK, where you can get Yakuza 4, Dead Souls and 5 for around £11 altogether. Which I did, but I don't have the hard drive space to have them all installed at once, so um... I've just sort of bought some paperweights until I can upgrade my hard drive, but it's cool. I'm going to be getting around to those eventually once I beat Yakuza 3, which is physical only, sadly. But more imp- more important as to why I played that track is because I still wanted to play one more Monkey Ball track, and why the hell did you play that if you want to play a Monkey Ball track then, Viper? And, well... There's a good reason, which we haven't really ever covered as far as I know on Radio Sega, and that's because That track was originally made for Super Monkey Ball 3D, as confirmed somewhat recently by Hideki Nakanuma. So it was, uh, along with a track he he has dubbed Polti Polti, which uh, I used to link quite a lot on the chat because I I love that song, but that was also not included in the game, as was Vendapop. But Vendapop made its way into Yakuza 5, and it works really well as a Yakuza song, but... I don't think it works all that well in comparison to the rest of the music in Monkey Ball 3D, but it works a lot better in Yakuza, which is probably why it wasn't used in 3D, but still, it it has the general vibe to it that some of the other tracks on that soundtrack do, so I can understand where it's coming from, certainly. But Vendapop there, fulfilling my quota for another Yakuza track and another Monkey Ball track, both at the same time. Before that, from Yakuza Dead Souls, also known as Ryugakotoku of the End. That was Assailed from All Sides, a lovely track which I hadn't heard until today when it was randomly on the 24-7, when the 24-7 decided to stay up, which I think we have fixed now. We have finally found the found the fix for that, because um, that is rather annoying. I had to sit there all day today with the 24-7 open, making sure it didn't crash, because it's been doing that quite a bit. Naughty 24-7, you shouldn't be doing that. At least that's my opinion on it. Um, aside from that, though, we don't really have all that much left to say. It's... Yeah, Puyo Esports time, which means we're going straight on into the Toppy Mix, and wouldn't you know it, we got another Team Sonic Racing track in the Toppy Mix, because it's one we haven't played yet on the show, and it's one that I've really wanted to play, but I held back from it last week. And then we've got a really old favourite on, um, after that actually, a- an old favourite from the old days. But the reason we're playing it again, because normally on the Toppy Mix we focus on tracks which are new to the playlist, or new to the Sega community, and, well this isn't any of those at all. It's not even new to our station, but the the improved quality is certainly a new feature and, well, it gives us an excuse to play the track again because we don't get all that much of an excuse to play it. Anyway, enjoy the Toppy Mix. Let's get scratching. The Toppy Mix.
that snazzy music can only mean one thing. It's time for the end of the Double Resort right here on Radio Sega. You just heard a track from the Revenger Shinobi there, one that should take you way back if you're an oldie, which none of you are. Um, that's Chinatown, a track which was requested ad nauseum, usually um, targeted around the 2010 period, everyone says was when it was at its worst, when you couldn't escape the radio stream, and that was when we had barely any requesting rules as well. Um, so it, it was, it was a, I was going to say ghost town, no, a wild west town of Chinatown is how that was going down. But that's an awesome song and I found it in flack, so it sounds way better than the version, like significantly better than the version on the actual Radio Sega playlist does, because that one sounds very muffled and compressed, so I should get around to replacing that at some point, especially with how requested it is in the grand scheme of things. For that from the newly released Team Sonic Racing, and that's not the OST version actually, that's the Game Rip version, because the Game Rip version's better. Bingo Party, a remix of, well, Bingo Highway, and that specifically appears in the Casino Park set of stages. So I want to give a huge thank you to everyone who's been listening in today. We've had a whole host of people. We have had Emigrating to Australia Gamer98, we've had Serga, we've had Mr. Wonderman aka Jamie64326, we've had Lost My Superbike 8, Electric Boogaloo, Admiral Snack Bar, Dean Very Viper 8, um, some others, you keep changing your names, so it's hard to find you. II1980, we also had the likes of. I think we had Skyblaze earlier, maybe. I might be wrong on that one. Uh, seriously, this is making it way harder than it should be. Shaky and Bakey, we had. Some others. Like, did I say Very Viper 8? I think I said Very Viper 8. If I didn't, Very Viper 8. We had Cobra the Best as well, who changed his name at some point. We had Gavi. We had Ravseek. We some other people. Thank you for listening in. If I've missed you, please shout at me and I will quickly give you a shout out before we go. Anyway, um, it's probably about time we disclose what's happening on next week's show, which is rare nowadays because I never really know what's going to happen on next week's show because I didn't tell you last week. I just sort of revealed it was off topic about two hours before because I fell asleep again during the day, all day, every day. But, well, you keep asking for it. You keep bugging me about it. You damn brick gamer, you and your—I don't know what you have. You and your British Isles and your 1998 birthday, yeah. So, in response, in retaliation, to put him down a peg, we're going to be covering T Lopes, really, just to show him who's boss, just to really get under the skin of Brit. You see. Catch us next week for an episode on T-Lopes, which he's been requesting for absolutely months now, and I want to do it as well, he wants to do it, and it seems fitting for the first episode of the month to have such a musical icon uh, dominate that spot, and potentially the final spot, the final first show of the month of the season. Who knows, we'll be seeing seeing how long this season goes on for, because we're slowly approaching that ever so coveted 50 episode mark and we're approaching 100 episodes overall of the show so hey better do something special right one more track coming up to end off here and it's not T Lopes it's instead someone else who worked on Sonic Mania and it's not a song from Sonic Mania and it's not a song from any video game as far as I can tell that's a lie actually it might be from Rocket League it might be somewhere in Rocket League because it was released under the Monster Cat label and 99% of their music is on Rocket League 
From Hyper Potions and Subtract. I mainly know this one because it's used in quite a few YouTube trailers, specifically one for a Sonic fan game. Because um, this show has somehow been washed over by Sonic and Monkey Ball tonight, of all things. We still haven't done a Monkey Ball show two seasons into the show, but Monkey Ball, um, it's pretty good. Sonic's also pretty good. But what's even better is Hyper Potions and Subtracts, and their track known as Adventures. I've been Green Vaporate, you'll have been awesome, thank you so much for listening, and, as always, stay topical. Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.